Sean Pesh, Rand Moore, fund management founder and value-focused fund manager that is probably sleeping a lot better than a host of asset managers around the world right now. Sean, wow, what a start to the year. I know we touched base a week ago, but so much has happened since. Let's start with what happened last night in the U.S. I'm talking all the major U.S. indices. That's the S&P 500, Dow Jones, and specifically the NASDAQ. Sharp downturns followed by vicious reversals. What's happening out there at the moment? Justin, yes, it was um, certainly a lot has changed in the in a week and uh, a sharp reversal, very sharp. You know, the Dow, I gather, got to one of the most oversold, a uh, seven day plunge, uh, most oversold reading in, in two years. And so, you know, it's like a flock of starlings when they turn, when one turns left, a whole lot of them do so. So, so really a yeah, big bounce. Um, maybe a little bit of a follow through. Uh, is this over now? Is the pain behind us and we're going to move forward? I don't think so. I think it's just the start, but that's my view. Sean, there's all this talk about inflation, interest rate hikes, etc. But is this just really a case of valuation starting to matter? I was getting concerned that my university and CFA notes were lying to me with regards to valuation the last few years. Absolutely, Justin. I think that's exactly what the problem is. And I think the you know, we've had the wind blowing in one direction for a long time now. What's it, 13, 14 years? Um, and so everybody is on the same side of the trade. I kind of said this last week, but but now what's happened is you started to get the pain coming in. And and you know, they've done psychological studies that they found uh, the the investors try and resist pain, you know, they 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 dislike pain versus like pleasure two to one. And you've got, you know, hedge funds are down double digits. You know, the, the average Goldman Sachs, uh, the average investor is down 11% of the Goldman Sachs. ARK is down 22, it's down 53 from the highs. Um, some of the most popular funds and, you know, your clients, uh, your, your, your listeners, go and have a look at, at the latest price data of some of their funds. You'll find that many of the most popular funds have given up half of last year's gains in 15 days. So we're now starting to get to the psychological part of the game, which is that psychology is important and pain is coming in and some people are just, you know, won't be able to take the pain. We can all self-medicate, but there's a reason you pay doctors and that's for when things get tough and, and, and vitamins no longer just work. So, so I think that's what's going on. And I think an important point, and I haven't seen a lot written about it, but last Friday was options expiry. And there was rumored to be about $1.3 trillion of open interest expiring. Um, and retail investors have, have made a lot of money from these options because you'll take your mind back to AMC and those stocks uh, a couple of years ago. You know, it was easy. You buy some call options in Tesla. Tesla just keeps going up. Uh, you sell them. You make a lot of money. You throw, put the money back on red at the casino table, buy more call options, all of a sudden what happened, the options expired worthless. And so investors have lost a lot of money. Um, and, and I think if you look at it, everybody's in tech, everyone's in passives, the act, passives in tech, the actives in tech, retail is in tech. Um, and, uh, and now all of a sudden tech's not working because of interest rates. And, and what I would say is we've seen interest rates pivot. We have seen growth and value pivot. I mean, you compare the, the value, you know, we're up this year. Uh, you, you see that the pivot has been quite sharp. How many investors have pivoted their portfolios or they're in the same portfolios last year? And so that's the problem. Everybody's still stuck in the old, uh, you know, listening to the old music. 
and the move, and the beat has moved on. Sean, let's stay on the topic of behavioral finance or behavioral economics, but forget the institutions for a second. Let's talk the host of retail investors that came into the market post post the COVID crash in 2020 and simply have unrealistically high return expectations. The market doesn't go up 20% every year, despite it doing so the last few years. Long-term average return on equities on the S&P 500 is around 7 to 8%. I stand to be corrected, but it's somewhere in that ballpark. From a behavioral economics perspective, do you think these new retail investors that have only experienced the good times are going to be able to handle this? No, I don't. And I think you're absolutely right. I think behavioral, behavioral finance is a, is a great interest of mine. And if anybody wants to read a good book, James Montier is the guy. Um, but um, so, so I think what, what's also quite interesting is think of another, you know, another pursuit in the world where you can play against the best in the business, the best in the world. You know, all these retail investors are out there playing against Paul Tudor Jones. They're playing against, you know, Stanley Druckenmiller and... Jim Simons and all these hedge funds and the you know fund managers out there, you're playing against the best in the business. We can't go play tennis against Roger Federer, and if we did, we get beaten. Um, so, so I think that's what's going on out there. It's been really easy, and people have thought, well, this is easy. I buy a few of the go-go tech stocks based on what I see on Twitter. Markets go up. You know, I buy some passives, goes up. Who needs fund managers? Um, and of course, the problem is it's, it has been in the one, one direction and it's fine to perform in line with the market when the market's rising. But who on earth wants to perform in line with the market when the market's falling? And so that's where I think it's going to be very interesting, because now what's going to happen is you're going to, you know, you're going to see the, the behavioral things. The market's going to bounce. Some other people are going to go, right, this is the bottom we're in. They jump in. Uh, then it turns down again. They've got double the pain. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be messy. Let's talk inflation and the imminent interest rate hike cycle we're going to see. I follow Mohammed Al-Aryan, president of Queen College and economic advisor to Allianz very closely. He's been very critical of Fed Jerome Powell. He says that the Fed is playing catch-up and the probability of a policy error at this point is very high. What does he mean by that? I think he's right. I mean, I uh, I did a LinkedIn post you know, a while ago, um, in fact, and referred to it in one the other day, where I looked at the, I read the Fed minutes, I think it was June last year, and the Fed basically said we have no template. You know, everybody looks to the Fed and thinks they've got the answer, but we haven't seen inflation for nearly 40 years. And there are very few economists, career economists, who have who are still in the game, having been around that long. One of the few guys who's been around that long is uh, Jeremy Grantham. And what did he say the other day? He said the markets are going to fall 50%. You know, so when somebody like that who's seen many bubbles burst and uh, many Fed missteps says something like that, I think people should sit up and, and listen. And the problem is... You know, um, it's it's yeah, it would be far better if they'd stopped the rot. But inflation hasn't stopped rising yet. I mean, the oil price is up this year, and that's still got to feed through to numbers. And in fact, uh, I was reading Procter and Gamble's uh, comment the other day. It's only starting to now feed into utilities, you know, because the utilities have had fixed gas prices and fixed coal prices, and those are now starting to roll. And so now you're starting to see inflation at uh, the company level, and that's going to get still get passed on to consumers. So we're not at the end of inflation. You know, we maybe halfway through. Who knows? Um, but uh, but but that's that's probably the problem. Is that there's because we don't know about this because we haven't seen in forty years. The likelihood of an error is high.
Sean, as a South African, I fall into this trap. I follow the JSE very closely, and then naturally the U.S. indices. When the U.S. sneezes, the rest of the world catches a cold. But you as a U.K.-based fund manager, how has the London Stock Exchange held up so far this year? Well, to be honest, I actually don't follow just the London Stock Exchange either. I follow Europe. Um, I follow sort of more regional. You know, I just don't. We've got we, – we overweight the UK. We massively overweight Europe. I mean, we only have 35% of our portfolio. In fact, less than 35% of our portfolio in the US. Benchmark is 70. And we have uh, more in Europe than we have in the US. And benchmark in Europe is about 20. So, um, so Europe has actually been holding up relatively well relatively well and so that's quite encouraging actually and if you look at if you look at the makeup of and what's the biggest materials company in the u.s i think it's i think it's alcoa there's not a lot if you want to hedge inflation well what are you going to buy you're going to buy a few oil companies and maybe one or two materials companies whereas over here we've got glencore and anglo-american and rio tinto and you've got bayer and you've got all these big um big materials companies in europe and so actually if you want to hedge against inflation maybe europe's not a bad place to look Sean, we're one month into the calendar year, and Sean, Byron, Wien, Pesh, top 10 market surprises are turning out to be less of, less of a surprise than they were on the 8th of December 2021. Are you expecting much of the same going forward that we've seen this first calendar month of the year? Justin, you're ahead of me because I haven't actually looked at those uh, in some time. I know that, um, yeah, I mean, I think I did say value would, would win, and uh, I Yeah, we're moving in the right direction. Who knows? It's an early start, but at least we're moving in the right direction.